a lot going on in the world of college football. As I just mentioned, the ACC uh, has announced that uh, their, their season will start on September, the week of September 7th through the 12th, which we are excited about. And we now know um, that, of course, Notre Dame is going to be a part of that ACC schedule. And joining us now to talk about that, as well as all college football news and notes, we have ESPN's Adam Rittenberg. Adam, welcome in, sir. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, we appreciate it. So that's big news that just came out a little bit ago about uh, you know the ACC. It's big news for Notre Dame as well to be in this situation, but I think it's just as big news for Clemson, who has that formidable foe to be able to kind of hang their hat on come resume time, something that everyone ripped them for last year for not playing anybody. Right, and, and the possibility of, of playing Notre Dame twice in the ACC championship game. Now, you know, these teams were, all, were, were set to play in South Bend with the initial schedule, but you didn't know what was going to happen with all the changes. And so it certainly uh, makes sense that that game is still on for South Bend. And then, yeah, obviously, there's a possibility if they're the top two teams in the, uh, in the conference, and they'll be projected to be the top two, I think, uh, that they would meet again in the ACC championship game. So you said there's a chance they could play twice. I mean, how is that working? Do you know where Notre Dame is lining up within the conference? Uh, I mean, how, how is that going to work? When you say they could potentially play twice, obviously you're talking regular season ACC title game, but how likely or unlikely could that be? Well, again, you know, a, a key part of this is, real, is also that, that you know, there's no division. So um, essentially the ACC is going to determine uh, its championship game matchup based off of the uh, best win conference winning percentage in, in the league. So the, t the teams at the top conference winning percentage are, are going to meet. And so, um, yeah, that, that, you know, that creates okay. the, the possibility or likelihood for a repeat matchup. And you look at the ACC just from a competitive standpoint, you know, Florida State with the new head coach and uh, North Carolina is getting better, but they're not, uh, I think, at a level where Clemson or Notre Dame is. So I, I think Notre Dame and Clemson is, is, the, is the matchup du jour in the ACC. Well, that's big. So it's like the Big Twelve then. So that's you know okay. That's then I like that. I like that. I mean that you're almost basically setting that up, barring any surprise team in the ACC that could take off. Uh, as far as that's concerned, Kev here with me. He's a huge Florida State <laughs> fan. So Adam, I don't. I, I think he wouldn't mind a Florida State run out of the ACC this year. Not likely, right? <laughs> yeah, you, you know what? Though I'm a big fan of their their new. I, I really like their coaching hire and Mike Norvell, and I think they're going to be a better team. You know, Marvin Wilson coming back as a, a first round uh, projected first round draft pick on defense, and you know Mike's offensive uh, pedigree is really good. He's had big numbers, big play offenses, uh, pretty much everywhere he's been. So I think uh, you know he, he he's got a good staff. I think that's going to get uh, that offense going again. And, and they, they obviously always have talent there. So they're a team that they can step on the field with people and not look like they don't belong. And it's just a matter of can they put it together and, and, and not some signature wins against a team like Clemson this year. You know, I just saw this report that Virginia Tech cornerback Caleb Ferry is opting out of the season to prepare for the NFL. Obviously, everything going on with COVID. Do you expect more big-time guys to opt out of the college football season like we're seeing in the NFL? Yeah, well, I think it's, it's possible. Um, yeah, I think everybody's got to evaluate their situation, and sometimes it just takes one uh, for others to say, you know what, this is this is probably uh, a good route for me to take. Um, you know, I, I haven't heard a ton of chatter among coaches, uh, you know, with 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 players that um, you know that, that don't want to play this season. But you, you you wouldn't begrudge anybody, especially if there's still so much uncertainty if the season's going to get played for those guys to begin. You know their 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 process of getting ready for the NFL draft. Now most co most college players you still want to create more tape 
for themselves uh, with the scouts and, and try to improve their stock. And so I would imagine you know, most of the guys, if they can play this fall, are going to play this fall. But you know, is he the last to decide, you know what, it's just not for me. Let, let me get started on my NFL draft process. Probably not. You know, I think that there's going to be a mini trend here. ESPN's Adam Rittenberg with us here on the Justin Kenner Show with Kev Nash on 1410 uh, ESPN Radio. You just put out an article earlier today, you know, Rutgers football, the outbreak was linked to a party. And I saw you just tweeted a little bit ago, and I couldn't agree with you more. It's not the first report that uh, you're going to write or see about this, and it's not going to be the last one either. I think this is going to be something common that you see, unfortunately. But uh, Rutgers right now, that party being the, the, you know, where it was traced to as far as the recent outbreak with Rutgers. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was it was sort of laid out by their state health commissioner, you know, in, in the context of several gatherings throughout the state of New Jersey had caused these sort of many outbreaks. And, you know, the one involving Rutgers athletes, not not just football players, according to uh, NJ.com, but, uh, you know, it's, it's a pretty obvious connection that that that, uh, that that that's the type of event that would trigger a number of positive tests, which uh, which is unfortunately up to 15, according to the. Uh, state health commissioner, and that's why their their entire program is uh, is in quarantine right now. And they're competing with the Marlins right now, trying to get those numbers up. My goodness. Um, and another note that caught my attention today, Harvard running back uh, Devin Darrington enters the transfer portal, cites no Ivy League uh, fall season. How, I mean, I do believe that when we were talking about the you know, the, the paying the players at the beginning of the college, collegiate season, uh, the one-time transfer and everything that was being discussed, I know a lot of that was probably put on hold because once COVID took over, you're going to see uh, players transferring left and right, just trying to get out of a bad situation to go to a better one. Do you expect to see a lot of activity in the transfer portal early here as a lot of these players are trying to jump ship from the Ivy League and the other schools who are moving to spring to try to play this fall? Yeah, I was on a, a Zoom call with a bunch of coaches yesterday, you know, especially in the FCS uh, level, and they're, they're definitely concerned You know, if, if their season hasn't already been moved to the spring or, or there's real doubt about whether there will be a season at all. You know, if they're going to start losing players to the portal, you know, guys just want an opportunity to play somewhere else. So, yeah, I, I think that's absolutely something to watch going forward. Um, as uh, you know, again, you know, I, I, I know that there are players that are going to be concerned about playing this fall. I know there are going to be guys that that decide not to play. But um, you know, there's, there's often this narrative out there that you know, college football players are being forced to play. It's just not true. You know, the large, large, large majority of college football players want to play this fall. And so while there'll be guys making moves to play, there'll be guys that are that are making moves to get ready for the draft. Uh, I, I really think you know the overwhelming number of players. You'll want to be on the field this fall. I want to backtrack to the Notre Dame thing with the ACC. Is this a ploy for the ACC to try to rub good with Notre Dame to eventually try to get them into the conference maybe in the future? I think it's going to be very difficult. You know, Notre Dame is a member, obviously, in every other sport, as you guys know, including basketball. But you know, they are so tied to independence. Um, and unless the ACC makes a really convincing argument on a number of levels, but even then, guys, you know, Notre Dame wants to play a national schedule. They want to play USC and Stanford every year. They want to play a Big Ten team every year. They had Georgia on their schedule the last two years. They obviously have Navy every year. And so when you're tied up with eight at least, ACC games and maybe the ACC eventually goes to a, a nine-game conference schedule. It doesn't, uh, you know, afford a team like Notre Dame very much room to to, to, to really play a national schedule. It, it's just so tied into their identity. It's not a financial decision. It's who they are. And, um, you know, I'm sure the ACC would love to have them 
as a full-time member in football, but I, I, I tend to think it'll just be for this year. Adam, what's the next biggest hurdle in the way of there being a college football season with the easy answer obviously being COVID-19, but uh, as far as the, the top decision makers, and there's not just one, obviously, what is the biggest hurdle sitting in the way of a, of a, of a 2020 college football season? So, you know, the, the, uh, the NCAA Board of Governors has its meeting on Tuesday uh, where, you know, it's expected to decide whether the fall sports championships are going to go on in some form or whether they'll cancel the fall sports championships. Now, that doesn't include football. They have no control over the football uh, schedule and the season. But there's a feeling, you know, that Board of Governors is made up heavily of presidents. You know, what does that mean if they're canceling fall sports championships and everything but football? Is that a precursor to let's not play football either? I tend to think it's going to go into August, you know, with camps starting, with students getting back on campus, just to see how many of these Rutgers, Michigan State type situations that we have or if it's, if it's manageable. And I think there'll at least be an attempt to start the season at some point. It might not be until mid-September or early October. But, uh, you know, I, I think that that's certainly a date to watch on Tuesday, whether the fall sports championships are canceled. And then what does that mean just from an optics standpoint for football? Football won't be canceled on Tuesday, but, it, but it, that'll be a discussion point if the other fall sports championships are. With so many rumors going around about if college football is going to be played or not, where are you at with if there's students on campus versus non-students on campus? Are we going to get a season if there aren't any students on campus? Well, I, you know, again, it, it's, it, I, I don't think there, there's very many places, guys, that's going to have a completely closed campus. Um, you know, these colleges, you know, we talk about the college sports and the revenue brought in by football, but, you know, they're, the, the, the primary revenue sources for campuses are tuition and, and maybe more so the room and board. So uh, even, if, even if classes are mostly online or entirely online, I don't think we're going to see very many closed campuses. And that essentially gives some cover to the uh, to the presidents and the athletic departments to say, listen, campuses are open. We have our athletes here. Uh, they're they're safely, you know, in their minds, safely training for their sports, and they're going to take every precaution they can <laughs> to do it without without having an outbreak. But if, if campuses were completely closed and nobody was on campuses except except for the athletes, I, I think then you'd really have a problem. See, I thought it was. I thought it would be better just because. Hey, that's a bubble. That's a bubble. <laughs> now you don't have to worry about the student body uh, spreading the virus. But no, I get there's way more to it than that. I mean, these aren't football programs with schools attached to it. Wink, wink. Uh, you know, so there's a lot more that goes into that as far as that's concerned. Uh, Adam, we'll send you out with this. Uh, we're still waiting to hear. I mean, the ACC announcing their news today, which is huge. We're still waiting to hear on the Big Ten. We're an Ohio State uh, affiliate here uh, in Dayton, so we're still waiting to hear kind of what their schedule is going to look like. How what are you hearing about the Big Ten and the Big Ten schedule? You have teams like Ohio State who lost three non-conference games. Could they make up those missed non-conference games with three more conference games? What are you hearing out of the Big Ten? Well, yeah, I think uh, even before the announcement, what I was hearing from the Big Ten, at least for the conference-only announcement, is that the likelihood is a 10-game conference schedule that's front-loaded with division games. Because I think if anything, I mean, the ACC just announced that it's going with no divisions. I have heard the Big Ten is still planning on having divisions, um, and if so, they want to load up on your division games first so that if the season is, is shortened or you, we have these interruptions at some point, at the very least, let's get in your division games and hmm. then you have your cross-division games. So you know, that would obviously be six division games and then four cross-division games if it's a 10-game schedule. It could be a nine-game schedule, but I think the Big Ten would love to get uh, a 10-game, five-home, five-road 
conference only, as we know already, and then front-loaded with division games. So the Ohio State-Michigan game, that could that probably won't be a matchup in the last week of the regular season. Then you're saying theoretically that could be moved up. How far up do you think that could be moved? Could that be a week one matchup? You'd have to think they would love to get that matchup in one way or another. And the higher up on the schedule it is, the more likelihood they get that game in. And, and that's exactly right. Now, it could still be at the end. I'm not saying that that's for sure. But I think you, you, you just outlined the rationale for why it should be played early because if you're only going to get a certain number of games in, uh, you know, you, you want to, you, you sure want to get Ohio State, Michigan in. Maybe not week one, but you want to have it early enough in the, in the season so that, um, so that that game is going to be played, uh, at, uh, uh, I guess that would be in, in, in Columbus this year. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a huge priority, uh, it's just to have all the division games because at the very least, guys, you want to have a division champion. Ideally, you have a division champion, you have a Big Ten champion, you have a Big Ten champion that goes to the college football playoff and it all gets played. But, but, but at the very least, you want to be able to, 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 to crown a division champion out of this year. And so that's why, uh, you know, you, you really want to get those games in early. It, it just makes it's, it's, it's complete sense to, to, to do it that way. All right. Well, ESPN's Adam Rittenberg, good enough to join us here on the Justin Kinner Show with Kev Nash. Give him a follow on Twitter, at ESPN Rittenberg. Adam, thank you so much for your time. Much appreciated. And interesting stuff there about that uh, Ohio State-Michigan matchup, but potentially, you know, having the chance to move. We're going to talk about that moving forward. But thank you so much for your time. Will do, guys. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Later. Right, and that was ESPN's Adam Rittenberg. Good stuff there. I tell you what, uh, 